penalty. It's Rapino against Van Feenendaal. It's 1-0. The USA won. The Netherlands nil. Foul, the game's opening up. Rosa foul. Lovely run. Great goal. Brilliant goal. Rosa foul might have won the World Cup for the United States. For the fourth time, the United States of America are crowned champions of the world. And for the very first time, they've done it on European soil. It is finished at the Stade de Lyon in the final in victory and joy for the United States. Hey everyone, welcome to Settle the Score. I'm Allison. I'm Madeline. We have some fun games to talk about. And Thank a certain goodness. someone retiring. A certain some. Who could it be? How could we forget who it is? Mm, it starts with a C. Carly. It's, it's like we didn't hear her name 6,000 times over <laughs> and over again for two months. <laughs> oh, I, the funny thing here is, per usual, I feel like you and I have fairly different takes on... Sometimes games, rosters, players, blah, blah, blah. You know, we have like, we don't agree on everything. And I'm more in the um, the route of, oh, it was so lovely. It was emotional. They tweaked my emotions correctly. <laughs> and Madeline's over here just over it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no joy. That's um, not- <laughs> sorry. I'm my sure. joy is gone. Look. I'm so excited for Carly. Congratulations on an incredible career. You truly were an epic player, one of the greats. I just happen to not be able to help this sinking feeling that either players like Kelly, Becky, and Megan are going to get unceremoniously dumped without any fanfare, which just really like roils me, or nobody wants to leave, which also roils me. So Mm. there's just, it's hard for me to celebrate Carly when there's so much uncertainty for me around everyone else. But truly, I I wish Carly the best and she's had an incredible career. She really has. I mean, how many caps again, Madeline, had she had? It's three. I can't remember her caps or her goal. 316? Yeah, three three something there. um, And she has 134 goals. I mean, that's just... I, that she's third overall, second to Mia Hamm, and of course, Abby Wambach at the top with 184. So, I mean, just, I think sometimes when we're thinking about Carly, right, we've had a lot of feelings over the last, you know, two, three years. But if you just look at her output, if you look at her, her years played, I mean, look at the peak physical, you know, uh, girl was in shape is what I'm trying to say. I mean, she is just, <laughs> she has had that Carly mentality for so many years straight and just kept it tight and just crushed for so many years. So I think sometimes I know we will get on Carly or complain about her being taken to this or that. And then in the end, it's just like, it's hard to discount what she's done. She's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So I got emotional in the second match. There were definitely tears. I think at one point that's, but that's not atypical. I'll cry at a commercial, but (laughs) I will cry when Pino goes. Okay. I hope, yeah. With the same fanfare. Hopefully. You had the point earlier in an episode where you said that even though we've seen great players go before 
in our fandom, such as Abby Wambach or even Lauren Holiday, for example, it just didn't hit us quite the same because Carly is part of the group of women that came when we were really like mm-hmm. foundationally getting into the team as a young adults. So I totally, totally see that. But for me, that's her, Becky, Kelly, and Megan. So yeah. I, I think I won't be, I, th- I think that will really hit me, but it won't fully hit me until they also go. Yeah. Just the cynical part of me is like sad that the defenders don't get as much of a fanfare, even though I think Becky's done so much for the team. She has. She's, I mean, the team is not this team without her. I mean, that goes to say, though, for every single player that you just mentioned. True, 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 true. Uh, I'm also worried that Pino is retiring and U.S. soccer was like, we're not going to mention you're leaving because you're too controversial. I, that, I I have all these things I want to say. And I'm like, they couldn't do that. They wouldn't dare do that. She's too beloved, blah, 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 blah. And then, as you said, U.S. soccer sucks. And they certainly would do that. They certainly could do that. You're also right that I shouldn't be so cynical until we have more information. So for now, yeah. kudos to Carly. <laughs> kudos. You know what Carly did, though, with her, um, you know, she retired her cleats on the field. Oh, my gosh. See, I hated this. The name, the jersey change? Barf. Okay. But <laughs> Carly Lloyd has never left the field. That's what that says in my mind. She left as Carly Hollins. Carly Lloyd has never left the soccer field. Oh, I love that take. Yeah. I was like, ooh, smart Carly. <laughs> she's, she just, she's never wanted to, to go. She'll never, I mean, Carly Lloyd still is there playing soccer. She's still on that field. That's a much better take than my take. That's way more poetic. I, I was thinking of it more like she's like, now that I'm done with my career, I can focus on my family. I love you, husband, for supporting me. Thanks. Sorry it was so weird that I was a woman who had a career and now I can take your name. It was just like, look, she can do whatever she wants for personal reasons. I'm sure her husband's been incredibly supportive and that was like a nice personal gesture for her. I just don't know what that says to younger women and girls. I don't like that message. I don't like that her husband was a part of it at all so I didn't like that <laughs> I mean Carly Cynic. literally said all lives matter last summer so I'm, so I'm sorry if I'm over her but um yeah I didn't like the name shirt gesture I only liked it I, I liked it because in my mind it just it means that she's never left the field she's ne- she never quit playing that is much better there you How go. Funny Take that. were all the awkward interviews with her family, though. Oh my gosh, very entertaining. <laughs> so very awkward. entertaining. I know, and they're all like, you know, what's next? <laughs> I think uh, her dad was like, "Well, we're hoping she'll have a baby soon." Literally, I think that's what he <laughs> said. <laughs> I can't imagine your dad saying that on national television. That's so awkward. I love it. <sighs> gosh. I also was so confused because Carly wasn't talking to her family for most of her career. At all, what do you mean? At all? She was completely estranged from her parents and siblings, and they've, on, they've only recently reconnected. She talked about it in depth on, on Julie Foudy's podcast, I believe, and it wow. sounded like they were really not very kind to her. So it was sort of in, interesting to just be like, her family's here, it's great. And I, I hope for her it was an awesome, positive thing. Um, but I did, I thought that was interesting that they were really pushing her family. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
Do you I remember mean, it, that happening with Abby? I don't. When Abby retired. Uh, remember what happening? Interviewing of the family? Yeah. Mm, no. But I don't know. Interesting. Oh, that's an interesting tidbit. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize she was. I feel like I knew that they she had uh, some tough family relationships, as one could imagine, because you're gone so much. You, as I think they even said, I think her oh, dad or mom like, said, was like, we haven't she seen missed, her in Thanksgiving forever. Yeah, we, she's missed every holiday. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's because she's playing professional soccer, you know, for the country. <laughs> Anyways, weird. Oh, I didn't realize that. I, I hope that she can. I mean, she has that tenacity and that intensity. We talked to you know, the Carly Lloyd mentality. She has to now. Um, I, I know she will channel that into something else. She's not the kind of person that turns that off. She's going to change where she's directing it, obviously. So it has been to soccer this whole time. And, you know, from what we know, when she when she does change that uh, and direct that someplace else, she will dominate whatever else she directs it towards. The robotics engineer that programmed her will <laughs> decide what her next career is going to be and make sure she's incredible at that. So, Do you think she's going to stay within soccer? Do you think she's going to go the coaching route? That's what a lot of players do, it seems. I have no idea. I have a feeling that Carly is going to try to take a break and start a family and that it's going to get bored so fast that she will do something big but mm-hmm. I don't I actually don't know what it will be I feel that she's been so focused on soccer that I don't actually know that much about her personality other than soccer maybe she's got to figure it out yeah I hope she takes a little time I you know she's been playing for what two decades about um nearly and I think like I hope also this is like I didn't really mean to take it in this direction, but I'm gonna. Um, I hope that she's a really good therapist and a really good support system. And can you imagine giving every ounce of your being, every fiber to something for nearly nearly two decades? And then, you know, you wake up one morning and it's done. I think that can be really traumatic. Uh, well, so Abby Wambach talks about that so frankly. Yes, actually right? she does. She, yes, yes. She had that DUI and she just said that her whole life someone had been telling her when to eat, where to eat, where to be. And then when she had nothing, she just didn't know what to do. It's really hard. I mean, coming out of being that type of an athlete, I just can't. I mean, I think about too, like the gymnasts, right? Um, mm. You know, we've been hearing a lot from Simone Biles lately, which has been incredible with with a lot of stuff, both with, um, the USA gymnastics, just the horrible treatment of its athletes and covering up, I mean, more cover-ups, surprise, surprise. Um, but I just think about like when these athletes stop performing at their peak or, you know, and stop. And I think, um, gosh, Michael Phelps is another person that actually talked about that a lot too, when he retired and he had, you know, trouble with substance abuse too, because you just, everything, I just, I just can't imagine. So did he have trouble with substance abuse or was there just one picture of him smoking a joint? I, I thought it (laughs) was just one picture of him smoking a joint. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Well then look how it colored the rest of our thought. That's nothing. I do think like pot has changed a lot in the public's mind in the last 10 years or so, but I thought that I might be wrong. I'm no Michael Phelps expert. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not certain either. I know he's done a lot of, he's talked a lot about therapy and he is, um, 
a big proponent of one of those apps, Headspace, I think. Um, so he's done a lot of talk about therapy and how it's really helped him and changed his life. So I know. Yeah, I strong agree that that's true. Yes. Don't think you have to have a substance abuse problem to. <laughs> I really thought he did abuse. I'm shocked that it was, if it was just pop. I remember feeling so sorry for him because he was doing all those Subway ads and Subway was like, we wouldn't associate our brand with a pot smoker. And wow. then he had, he had to like very publicly be like, I'm so sorry. I had a substance abuse issue when it was just sort of like. It was like he smoked weed like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Pino was just on snacks and she was talking about how she likes to use edible cannabis and thinks it should be legal for athletes because it's the same thing as having a glass of wine. And I was like, go Pino legit. Well, I also think like, I mean, it's going to, everything's being reformed, right. As we speak, right. It's legal in New York. It's legal in a lot of States now and federally it's still not. So I, I think that's going to be changing and obviously people's opinions so will be changing. Better. It'll be, yeah. I'm sorry, Michael Phelps got caught up. Wow, I like. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do a little deep dive on Michael yeah. Phelps later because if that be is wrong. true, I am so sad and so sorry. I apologize. I had no idea it was something Wait, as don't simple. Don't apologize yet because I could be wrong. Well, <laughs> he's a. He seems to have done a tremendous amount of work on himself, and he's in a really good place. Yay, Michael yeah. Phelps. Yes, therapy is good. Good yes. therapy. And I think you're right. I hope Carly is a good therapist. Yeah, I can just... But that then, she's just a robot, so they'll just reprogram her. She'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> that works, one, too. One really heartwarming Carly Lloyd story. I think this this is the kind of story I really like, because it's really soccer and really team-focused, was her second to last game was of course Lindsay Horan's hundred cap celebration. And I learned on snacks that if, am I obsessed with snacks? Yes. I learned on snacks that when it is a player's hundred caps, they do a meeting before they do their like strategy field session for the game. And they give speeches for the player with a hundred caps and what she's meant to the team. Oh, And Carly got up and talked about how great Lindsay was. And then in that meeting, gifted her her number 10. So I I thought that was so, mm, so sweet. Yeah, I did see that. I did see the pictures from that. (sighs) That's that's pretty great. Mm. I would love it if Lindsay Aran scored as many goals as Carly. That would be fantastic news for us. That would be. She's got a few to go. She's not even on the top 10 list. As I just yeah. reviewed the top 10 list, and I know she's I not think, on there. I think now is kind of a good good time to, like, review Lindsay Horan. I realized, I don't know how you felt, but I was sort of surprised when I was like, oh, Lindsay has 100 caps. There's only 40 players that have yeah. 100 caps. I, like, that snuck up on me. How did you feel about that? It's interesting, and I, I was just doing a little bit of um, a dive on Lindsay, knowing that you know that first match in this two-match series was her 100th cap, um, and I didn't realize she, I mean, she got scooped up and started playing um, for the U-17 team very, she's like one of the youngest players ever to play for the U-17 um, national team, and then she never actually played soccer for her high school, she never went to college and didn't she play, so, pro. so she turned pro, so I'm Knowing that, you know, I'm not entirely surprised. She's been around a long time because she played or, you know, she started playing quick early. The thing I don't like about that is I just remember that happening when I was an adult and I don't want that feels like very recently (laughs) that she started playing. Well, that that everyone was making a big deal about how she was turning pro without going to college. I feel like even now, well, 
Yes. I feel like that still hasn't happened that much. I was just thinking, I know players have left college early to head um, to the professional leagues. And I think it's interesting though, because she was so good. I mean, she started and she started at uh, Paris St. Germain. She just went straight there. Um, You know, you have players now that are some can go to the NWSL, but back then that wasn't really uh, what it is now. So to have done what she did, she had to be that good. Um, but good for her. I mean, hey, the men do it all the time. Has she lived up to her potential at 27? Hmm? Has she lived up to her potential at 27? I mean, she's having a great season with the Thorns, right? Yeah. She's probably going to lead them to a victory. So I feel like she's peaking on her club team. I would love to see Lindsay come up a little bigger for the U.S., though. I would, too. I My only thought is because Sam, her and Sam have been – you know, vying for the same position for so long, any other national team, you have one of them start, you know, and, and they crush, I think in the back and forth and can be challenging for the players. It can be challenging on the team. That's one of the things I was, I think we talked about this when we were kind of recapping the Olympics and what went wrong, what things, you know, didn't quite work out. And I think part of it was because of, we never had a set lineup really. Um, and every player was constantly in battle for their starting position. And I think that can really wear a player down that mentally and everything. So I think with her and Sam, you have these two phenomenal players who both, you know, I think can, can fill that role perfectly and going back and forth and trying to fight for that starting role can be a lot. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I guess I'm saying in a world where Sam doesn't exist or for Sam in a world where Lindsay doesn't exist, I think they actually reach a higher potential. Interesting. I feel like them competing, I think in the previous World Cup, Sam was mentioning that there was a moment with Lindsay where they hugged after a game where she realized that in her head she felt like she and Lindsay had been competing Mm. a lot and and they they were... kind of at each other's not throats but they were each other's biggest competition I mean yeah nemesis like teammate nemesis mm, mm -hmm. and she had a moment where they hugged and realized that it didn't matter which one of them was going to start or play but that whichever one of them was in was going to do it Mm -hmm. and and would be good and I felt like that that level of competition that Sam was describing did feel good to me between them. But in this last round, I think you're right. Maybe like Vlaco left it too late or like, I don't, I don't know. They didn't seem quite as well in this tournament. I don't know what was going on. I also think Lindsay has a bad habit of kicking the ball over the goal. Is that too simplistic? (laughs) I just wish she, no, that is not. She does it all the time. It drives me. Speaking of the game, Everyone. Yeah. I mean, people should go play for the NW, uh, NFL. They can make plenty of field goals the way they're like. Oh, possible career for Carly, by the way. Oh, I totally forgot that. There you go. NFL star. Uh, yeah. Everybody was sailing, sailing over the goal. I feel like Rose does it from time to time, too. And I'm like, Rose, you just just put your head down and rip it like. I think it's because she scored that goal in the Netherlands final from far out. So now she's just like, ah, maybe it'll work again when (laughs) sometimes she shouldn't. 
But there was just, I mean, let's get into the game now. Yeah. I, I kind of feel about this game a little bit how I feel about Haran lately outside of her play with the Thorns, which is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It looked like good things were happening, but nothing was finishing. Do we have a finishing problem? Does this team have a striker problem? What? I, again, like, I, I think the answer is we have a finishing problem. We don't have a striker problem. We have a striker, like, overabundance, which then leads to our finishing problem, in my mind. everybody's got the yips because there's too many people with too few slots. And they're too good. <laughs> too many, too good people w- with too few spots. I mean, again, it's, it's the same thing with Lindsay and, and um, Sam. But, okay, I, I went to Virginia Tech for college. We have a big football program, you know, football games every Saturday in the fall when you're a, a college student at a university like that. Uh, half the time I was there, we would have two quarterbacks, two phenomenal, excellent quarterbacks that could start on any other team in the ACC on their own. Dang. And half the time they were pitted against each other. Literally one, not against each other, but one was starting and then one would get come out and the other would go in. And sometimes they would go in and out in the same drive, like in the same drive down the field, you know, and, and it was, the idea was that it would throw off the other team, right? One was a better runner. One was a better passer. You'd have these different skills and you would confuse the opponent. And I swear in, in all my time there, it just confused our team, you know? I think it was challenging. And I think if, you know, we always said it back then, you know, if, if the coach stuck with one with one quarterback, at least per game, or, you know, stuck with one quarterback for the stretch of the season and develop them, you would have a better shot. But really, he had two good picks that were too good to not let either of them start. And I feel like that's what happens a little bit with this team is we have so many incredible strikers and any of them could start any given game for nearly any team in the world. And so it's just this overabundance. And I think sometimes it can lead to yips. It can lead to to issues with communication on the field because, you know, instead of just playing with, you know, your other two forwards all the time, there's six different people it could be. It's just a theory, but I know there's no, I don't know what other reasons there are. And there are several probably, but why a team this stacked struggled the way we did in the Olympics or struggled the way we did even in this match to finish. Wow. What you just said makes so much sense to me on so many levels. And I also want to say that I was confused for a good part of your story, <laughs> trying to figure out how in football, if you can sub someone out, how you can sub them back in. Cause once you sub someone out, they're out of the game. And I was like, no, that's soccer, not football, Madeline. <laughs> you dummy. It's a little different. I haven't watched that much football in a while either, but you can, people can go you in can and out. switch. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, but what you say makes so much sense to me because For example, Alex Morgan, right? She's 32. This is probably, she's waning at this point, right? She's, her, her, her physical peak is now probably, and things are going to start going down from here. And I just think she should be like peak confidence, right? In the way that Abby sort of was, Mm -hmm. obviously she's a different player than Abby and has had to adjust her game to do a little bit more defense, but I think she should just be like a peak leader on the team. And you're right. Instead, I feel like she's having to prove herself. And I thought that making sure people always had to prove themselves was good. But I think maybe there's just something to 
to the idea of like, you should have a couple superstars that are peaking that are confident. And I think a little bit what's happening, which is why I feel, I think this actually really gets at why I'm upset about the Carly thing is because if you stay too long, it screws up that, that flow of players. Mm -hmm. And so if everyone's staying until they're 40, it's too many people. Like, I think you, I think more people just kind of need to gracefully retire. Yeah. And I think honestly, Carly should have gracefully retired sooner. Sorry. Yeah. But there's too many people. You're right. It's super interesting. It's just too many people and it's too much talent in a way because I mean, again, yes, I think Alex Morgan is at her peak or declining. I think Becky Sauerbrunn is, you know, she's, should be ready to retire. But you put either of those players on literally any other team in the world. Best player. They're the best player. So what does that do for, like, I, I just think that is really tough to be a player in that situation. Yeah. Because, like, how did, how did Tobit and Kristen fit in? Because if you're going to the next, the next World Cup and you've got Tobin, Kristen, and Alex Morgan, what happens to all these other players? It's what happens like, don't bother to anyone else Smith, in. Macario, Pugh, um, Midge? Like those. But the thing is, that's the future. So again, if we're looking long term, we have to be cycling these players in. But at the same time, I. <laughs> this is why you're frustrated. It is. This team is not this team without Becky Sauerbrunn. This team is not this team without Megan Arpino. But it is. It no no. I mean I mean that they should get their due. They should be thanked and they should be awarded in the same way that Carly was. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. This team has not gotten to this point in history without them. And they, what they have done for this team is is incredible. Just as what Carly has done for this team is incredible. And so they should get the same send off. And hopefully they will. <laughs> And hopefully it's soon because they do need to cycle out. Yeah. I like, I like your theory though of too much, too, too much vying. Too much there's of a good thing. Some, yeah. You can't be too comfortable, but right. there's gotta be a moment of comfort somewhere. And the, the offensive players are, are lacking that. I also think you get that moment of comfort. It allows you to be more creative. It allows you to think outside the box because you're secure in your position. Kind of makes me think of like a tenured professor. Now there are some problems with the tenure system and this is not a podcast about that, but like a lot of tenured professors that I had, they were confident in their material that they taught. They knew they taught it well. They taught it in new, interesting ways. They had some freedom and flexibility to do different things with the class and make it interesting, uh, knowing that their position at the university was secure. And so, you know, same here, like you need some level of confidence and comfort in your, in your spot on the field that I don't think a single one of these players has seen in a very long time, at least for, from the forwards. Maybe Jill Ellis was successful because she was such a bafflingly bad coach (laughs) that nobody like really understood where they stood ever so they were just like okay we'll see (laughs) why not and with Vladko it's almost like he's being too clear with them and they're getting nervous yeah yeah there there does seem to be a a sense of clarity good or bad now there were no goals to speak of in this Korea game for us to talk about our our friend French had a pretty good save in the first half Mm -hmm. I thought I thought the defense looked pretty good Casey was definitely told to get up a little bit further in the second half I 
I thought Tierna gave a fantastic performance. I liked that there were stuff yeah. to defend. South Korea looked pretty good in this match. Mm-hmm. I'm loving seeing Tierna. I am just so <laughs> she might be like my my number one player to watch. Again, everyone's gonna pick an offense. Uh, somebody from the offense. I'm gonna take Tierna because I'm just I'm thrilled for her. I do. Um, I do wonder is Abby. Has she been well? I mean, I know she started the second match, so I assume she is well. Um, but I, you I know, think after she's well, I just don't think she's in form. In form, for okay. Reason. All right. I okay. mean, that's I have no, I haven't heard that from anyone on the team. That's just me being like, she's not playing very well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I thought actually the the midfield was pretty good. I liked Macario, Lindsay, and Lavelle. In this match, I just thought they couldn't get it together with their forward line to put it away. Mm-hmm. But I do think the second match is much more interesting, and there was a way more key player in there that I am getting really, really excited about. All right. Who's that key player in the second match? I think I know. Tell us. Is it Andy Sullivan? It sure is. Yeah, there it is. It sure is Andy Sullivan because I really, really like what Andy Sullivan does for Lindsay Horan. Mm. And I think she does it better even than Julie Ertz does. I don't think, I don't see a world where Andy and Julie are getting a ton of minutes together, but mm-hmm. I also think it's possible. Like if we're having d- defense problems and we have Andy Sullivan, maybe Julie goes back again. Mm. Gosh, that's interesting. Andy Sullivan opens up a lot of stuff for this team. Yeah. I think she's, she's just been- so good at getting back in around and then getting the ball past defensive lines, which is what we were having trouble with the whole Olympics. Yeah, she's been playing very well. It's been very exciting to see her in there creating space, which I think is exactly what you just said. But I feel like there is, there's more space on the field when she's in, which I think is how we get around and how we can manipulate the ball. And clearly, I mean, this was a this was a stunner. This is a 6-0 stunner. I mean, that's good. <laughs> It's very exciting. Um, it was, uh, I was talking about this game with, um, I guess with my parents and we were talking about how it was Carly and the kids starting. Um, and one of the things that I just felt with this team was with the starting lineup was that they were just out there a trying to get Carly the ball. So she would score in her last match, but B just having so much fun with everything. It just looked like they were being fun and, and creative. I thought, uh, Macario Smith, I thought all the, and, you know, Mal Pugh, who, you know, has had a, you know, is having a bit of a comeback right now, if you will, with the national team. I think it was just really fun to watch them play. I, and I do want to give Pugh and Smith's performances both a grain of salt because I think they were told, try to get Carly to score, right? The, they, I, were. they were. It, they were. They were giving up opportunities. And I'm sure it's not easy to, like, wanting to score wanting to play your best, but also knowing that really Carly should score. That's, that's an awkward position to be put in. Um, so grain of salt. You could see it. You could see it. But I think even despite that, I thought they played fairly well. Like I, yeah, I thought Sophia looked good and I'd really like to see her play without like an albatross of an older player around her neck again soon. (laughs) I think Mal is got such excellent ball skills, but is lacking the confidence of a Tobin or the finesse of a Rose Lavelle. And I'm not sold on her, but I also think if she could just get a little more confidence, she could really be huge. But right now I'm not seeing it. This is for Mal. Yeah. 
Yeah, I... Yeah. Yes, I see that. I think for Mal, though, again, we've talked... Speaking about players that have been around the, the national team for a long time, Mal is 23 years old. Like, that's insane, because I almost... like Oh, Mal again? Like, she almost feels like she had been here and, and kind of fizzled out, but she is so young in her career still. So with her experience and a good head on her shoulders, you know, I think she hopefully can get that confidence and, and show us. But at the same time, in my mind, is it Mal or Midge? It's Midge. Oh yeah. I'm a little confused why Midge wasn't. Yeah. I Midge is also uh, crushing it. Crushing it. So, so I think that, but that I want to see those two competing. You know, I want to see Sophia, Vicario, Midge, Mal. Like I want to see that's the eight that those are the new players, right? Vicario um, to me has already cemented her spot. I I thought she was yeah. really good in these games. Uh, and 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 if you if you're trying to judge her on a yardstick with everybody else, yeah, she has room to grow but if you're judging her on a yardstick with smith and pew it's just like oh macario's so good she's so good it's unreal she's so good also i want to tell you all that sophia smith is 21 she was allowed to drink in (laughs) august of this year she was born in 2000 the year 2000 (laughs) wow yeah that's shocking Wow. But also accurate. She, I'm telling you, she looks like she's the last roommate coming in from the club. And it's like, <laughs> fine. Like, her hair is always on top of her head, like, slightly off. She's, like, swaggering. That's what she is. Like, a little disheveled. She's got an attitude. I like it. Yeah. I was, I was a little hesitant about her in another match, but I thought she, I, I again, her directive was clear. Get carly the ball uh but i thought that even with that she did she did well and it was exciting to see some you know these younger players all together with carly and i thought that kind of worked i mean carly didn't score but everybody else did (laughs) yeah they all sure did well when she well actually yeah that's when the there was because the direct because they were there was too much pressure and then right right i almost thought it was i wonder like a little bit of an F you to Carly that they all started scoring. No, I think that's, I don't know. I think she might've caused a lot of strife on the team from last summer. I mean, that could have been the case. Don't get me wrong, but I also don't know if I think more of what you said in once Carly was out, it wasn't this pressure to get this one person, the ball. So it, it really opened up the front, you know, and, you know, not to mention, you know, Al- well, Alex went in for Carly, but you also had Megan Rapino in. You also had Tobin going in. You had, like, you know, some more um, experience on the field uh, that had, that was used to playing together. Um, you know, Rose went in and, and was doing some pretty things. Although, again, she sailed that one. I just, like, it kills me. Yeah. I do think, though, if you've got Sullivan, Macario, Haran... Mewis and I'm talking Sam, not even Christy. And I feel bad counting Christy out because I think she's done such a phenomenal job. But I don't know. Maybe Christy should be counted in. Anyways, I'm going to start again. Macario, Sullivan, Haran, Rose, Sam, and Julie. You've got six. That's a midfield. I I just I wish we would quit it on the midfield now. 
right? Like if Vlad was like, it's you six, go to town competing amongst each other. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm not looking at anybody else. I feel like that's the confidence that they all could use. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, it's so weird to me in that scenario. I'm like, is Rose Lavelle out? No. You know, but it's like, she, she, uh, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. Again, we have, um, we have been blessed with good talent. Not, I mean, we've worked for it. I mean, the whole, that's why we have the NWSL. That's why we, you know, we are working at developing talent. And I think it's, you're starting to see things pay off. And I mean, the, we're not even mentioning players that haven't gotten their first call up yet. And there's a bunch of them or they're, you know, maybe their second call up. Like there are Trinity plenty. Rodman, Bethany That's Balser. the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. I mean, so I do think like there, I would like to see those players with the team uh, once, twice, but then I agree with you. We need to like kind of narrow that focus a little bit. And I also think that experience is important, right? We, we need to have the Lindsay Horans of the team with a hundred caps stay. Cause that, that, that cool head on the show. Although I feel like Lindsay cannot be cool. I feel like she can get, she can get a little worked up and she'll be slow to a ball and do something stupid and end up with a yellow card. I feel like that happens a lot, but like we need people that have been there before, obviously. And I think, uh, it's important to have that mix of new talent um, with a couple, a couple, not every player, but a couple players with good experience left. You know what who do you I think of Emily Fox? Oh no, oh. sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just about to say, you know who I don't need to see anymore? A different Emily. <laughs> Sonnet. I'm done. Thank you. Even <sighs> in this game, you were over her. I mean, she actually she got up a little bit. She. Um, I think she, she assisted look as Megan. Professional as everyone else, she doesn't. What is that? I don't know. I, I. She lost the ball a couple times. I know she's pushing up. She made it. She made a couple of good, you know, crosses, and it, Megan did capitalize on. I mean, Megan. She assisted Megan Rapino. Um, but I also think like Kelly does that same thing, and I know Kelly is a player that does need to retire, but. This is what I'm like, I guess it makes sense for Crystal and Midge to play in defense. I don't know. Make Mal Pugh play defense. I I don't know. There's got to be another way. Right. We need some defenders. Or, you know what? Hold an open casting call for defense. And that's called a tryout. That's called a tryout here. Hold some defensive tryouts. An open casting call at intermission. (laughs) Anybody that wants to play defense that is is not Emily Sonnet, please come down to the field. Well, what about Emily Fox, though? It was, I thought it was good to see her in. I don't. Her last time she pooped the bed, I thought. So her her first tap. It was a little better. So this looked a lot better to me. Looked definitely better. I, I don't have enough, um, I don't have enough data to make an assessment yet, but she did not poop the bed. Mm. So that's a good start. Good job, Emily Fox. I'm good. excited for you. Good job. Hey, we need You're not defense, a forward so. or a midfielder. Woohoo! Yeah, yay! I wonder. That's why I'm like, if Andy Sullivan can hold on the midfield, you pop Julie Ertz back in there. Ooh, baby, mm. that's helpful. That is huge. I mean, especially going into a. What is up with my sports today? I was about to say a World Series. A World Series. <laughs> going to a World Series in a couple years. No. Um, I think, I mean, we really, we don't have that much time until the next World Cup. So I think 
you know, we, we've said probably I anticipate JJ to be in another World Cup. So uh, if we are having defensive issues and Andy Sullivan is up to form um, and making that space in the midfield, I agree with you. I think that could be a really amazing saving grace, especially if Becky retires before that next World Cup. Well thought out, Madeline. TBD, we'll see what happens. I mean, these were all fun goals. I really liked Alex's goal. Mm -hmm. She just sort of put her right in there. Lynn's goal was, we even, even Lynn Williams has not come out of our mouths. I know. In this conversation. Good goal. She scored, scored good assist from Tobin. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Again, after it really was after Carly came out, I guess that was the last four goals. Uh, and it was, it was fun. They just looked, they were having fun. They were really going for it. It was really enjoyable to watch. I feel like I haven't seen that much joy, uh, in a little while from the team. So I'll take it. Yeah. Any other national team thoughts we need to discuss? Just are they going to have another camp? You know, we apparently there's these Australian matches that are a little bit up in the air. If they have another camp, I think it'll be really interesting to see who is invited. I really cannot wait. It's going to be a lot more information because as Julie Foudy said in that first match, Vladko has to contractually have everyone who went to the Olympics here who wants to come. And after this, all bets are off. So we won't really know anything that Flacco's thinking until that next camp. So super excited for that. I'm excited. I'm a little anxious because if all of a sudden Megan Rapino, Becky Sauerbrunn, all these people are just not in camp and then you never hear from them again, I will lose my mind. That's why I'm mad about Carly. I know. I get it. Or <sighs> maybe, you know, they're just like, we're here to help the team qualify and then we'll retire. I don't know. Great. That's fine. That's fine, too, as long as they got a plan. Well, we'll see. And I don't think we'll spend too much time right now talking about the NWSL, but after just a hellishly, hellishly bad run there of nightmares and upsetting horror. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, still upset, still angry, don't feel like we have enough answers still. However, the players have managed to play through an incredibly exciting end of season playoff race and I'm pumped because Gotham is going to the playoffs Mm -hmm. I don't think we'll beat Portland but we shall see won't we we play the Red Stars. Uh, oh, on... sorry. I'm just assuming we're going to beat the Red Stars. <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, are, are, and, and we're blowing right past them. I think that, yes. I went straight to the semis. I'm sorry. Now we're definitely going to lose to Chicago. My apologies to every Gotham fan. <laughs> no. I just ruined it. No. Uh, I agree with you. I think hopefully if everyone's in good form, they should beat Chicago. Uh, that's on November 7th at 3 p.m. on CBS. So that's exciting. Um, all of these, um, well, most of them are on CBS. The other quarterfinal match that's happening also on November 7th, which is the Spirit versus the Courage. Uh, that one's in the evening at 5.30 uh, p.m. Eastern. That's on Paramount+. Plus. And then the rest of them are on CBS Sports think, Network or CBS. I think I'll be rooting for the Spirit in that game, even though I love Sam and Lynn so much. Mm. I just, I think the Spirit were kind of my unexpected surprise treat this season and they Mm. also had to overcome a lot so yeah I'm rooting I'm rooting for the spirit there there we go excellent 
I, uh, I do think Portland is going to win the whole thing, no question about it. I was going to say, or, yeah. Or Seattle, I suppose, but. Well, yeah. So you think that no matter what in the semis, it'll be Portland and Seattle to come out? Basically, I think no other yeah. team stands a chance. Unless luck happens. That, that, could, that could be. The finals on November 20th at noon on CBS, so. I do have a gripe with these CV- CBS games because I got Paramount Plus and I'm just like, can we just pick one? I know. It's too, I can't, I want to support and it's too much. It's too many things to subscribe to. It is. It's a lot. I, I, my parents have cable still. So often I will use their cable login to get a lot of these matches. But can you use a cable login for things that are on Paramount Plus? Okay, no, Paramount Plus, that one you need to have. But like CBS. Like CBS, CBS you can use. And ESPN, when matches are on ESPN, you can use a cable login for those. I bought Fubo, so like a fool, which is $60 a month, which is bazonkers, but. Can you like hold it while the NWSL isn't in season? Well, it's for the national team games. Oh. But that's the thing I'm saying. I'm paying $60. I guess I could get the CBS sports games on there. But if I can't, I can't get three separate things. It's no, too many things. No, it is just way too much. Way too much. I got the Fubo because it was supposed to have everything. Ugh. Anyways, listeners, if you also, <laughs> if anybody has a good hack for this, please let us know because I am frustrated. <sighs> That's exciting. Well, it's a lot of soccer to come, uh, especially in the NWSL. Uh, TBD on the Australia matches um, and camp, plus or minus. Um yeah. We'll be back, hopefully, when those camps happen. Yeah, fingers crossed. Oh, boy, those roster drops. Thanks so much for listening. You should send us your roster predictions for those potential November games. You can send them to us at settlethescorepodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at scorepod or Instagram us also at scorepod. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.